Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. Turning one man's week into another man's hour and a half. So I started a new job. Having just left the one I'd spent automating as much as I could and moved into a team with some great guys and a really supportive manager, SM. My colleagues, mostly, knew their stuff, and were all up for automating things and making things easier, and were helpful in teaching me stuff I didn't know. I say mostly because I was taking over from someone who I will refer to as Fashion Boy, FB. FB wasn't too bad to begin with. A little odd in his own way, but just kind of plotted along with the job. He taught me the basics, and I got to work. This is when the warnings started to come in. People telling me how awkward he was and to be careful. He was using basic macros, and other people had written in Excel, and I started digging into them a bit and learning how they worked. Digging through the VBA scripts, I started trying to clean up a lot of the code, trying to speed it up a little bit more than anything while still doing the new job. When recording macros in Excel, there tends to be a lot of scrolling that goes on that can just be deleted. So it was just getting rid of a lot of this really alongside some other inefficiencies I was tidying. All in all, I probably cut it down to about two-thirds of the time, maybe half. They were really messy. Now he'd only got about four macros or so, but I could see there was a lot more he'd previously been doing himself that could be cut down to a macro. A lot of exporting data from the system cutting and pasting columns, sorting data, deleting things, etc. When I could just run a macro to sort it all, delete anything I didn't need, copy it, and then all I had to do was paste it into the right place. I started recording some macros of my own and tweaking them afterwards to make them more efficient. It was at this point, FB asked me what I was doing. VBA script clearly not being part of the job description. After a little hesitancy, I figured, eh, what the heck. He was using macros anyway, so who cared? I explained what I was doing, and then the change began. Exactly what people had warned me about was revealed. He absolutely flipped, saying I didn't know what I was doing, that I was messing with company processes and was going to break them, that he put those macros together for me, he hadn't put them together, and certainly not for me, and I was ruining them. In comes SM to save the day. Pulls FB into a meeting room and basically tells him where to get off. Didn't even need to ask my side of the story. FB runs out crying. (laughs) SM comes over to me and tells me to carry on, with the biggest grin on his face. He knew exactly what he was dealing with. Super weird day, but FB kind of stayed away from me after that. Only talking to me when he really needed to. What a blessing. After a little while, I'd found I'd be using these macros multiple times throughout the week but for different tasks. I spoke to IT to switch a couple of reports around so I could use the same macro for multiple different reports, and it ended up saving me tons of time. So I'd ask for more work, and ended up taking more of FB's stuff off of him. Again, more things I'd automate with macros. After this, SM found another job elsewhere, and before he left said, this team is far too big for the work there is. Do what you can with it and keep your head down. Oh, and how right he was. I ended up reporting to his old boss for a bit, then moved to a new manager, NM, with the team, 
They just left me to do my thing and had no complaints, as long as everything was getting done. I ended up with about 10 macros that would do basically a day's work in 15 minutes. Every. Single. Day. Where FB was taking hours, my week was lasting all of about an hour and a half. Split across the week. The frustrating thing was that he had the tools. He was even using them, but still didn't do more with them. I'd go to OB and NM, but neither had the enthusiasm SM ever had to listen to me when I was trying to get more work from them. Oh, you've got enough to do. You've taken all of FB's work, after all. And despite my protests, they wouldn't give me more work, which was just insane. I asked other people if I could help them, but they got protective of what seemingly little work they had and wouldn't accept help. Unsurprisingly, once the management changed, things started to go downhill. I asked if I could work at home, unofficially, so that I could do other stuff. But the answer was a firm no. I was just bored. It was like a prison. I'd automated myself out of a job and the management didn't even care, so I just started seeing how far I could push it. I'd go for walks for hours, listening to podcasts, audiobooks, or music. I'd book myself meeting rooms and play Minesweeper. I'd set myself small challenges like, can I go for a day without saying a word to anyone? This day included multiple meetings with people and data I had to run through. I still succeeded. As much as I enjoyed my free time, I needed things to do. So I used the time to get another job. I wrote up the details of what I did step by step, handed in my notice, distributed it out to the team, and left for something new. And a five-figure pay raise. Old boss couldn't understand why I wanted to leave. Last I heard, they'd just employed three new people to join the team. Yep, sounds like you were just a little too efficient for that company. And your co-workers were very threatened. They were very afraid for their jobs, knowing how well you could efficiently set up the macros to do, basically, you probably could have set it up to do all the work of all the people in the office, just by yourself. One guy could have done everything. 10 or 20% increase in salary for you to do all the macros and all that work, and they could have saved a ton of money, you could have made more money, things would have ran smooth. Who knows why people do what they do. My dog ate my internet. So one day, working internet tech support, I get a call from a gentleman whose internet is out. Somewhat interestingly, he lives on the very outskirts of our service area, a subdivision that was just being built. He was one of our first customers in that area. He may have actually been our first and only in that area at the time. It's been a while for me now. So the physical cable pedestal, that green box, usually somewhere around one foot square at the base, three feet high or so, there's about one on every block in a more populated area, was actually located inside his backyard. For some reason, I assume kind of easement. Before I even started troubleshooting, he told me he was sure the problem was because his dog damaged the pedestal. The obvious symptoms, lights on the cable modem and my tools, backed up that he wasn't getting a signal. But, I mean, a pedestal is a metal box with very little in the way of exposed parts. But maybe his dog dug down near it and got a buried cable. Okay, sure, we'll send a tech out. Now, I very rarely have direct contact with on-site techs, and those are only when I call them. But a week or two later, I checked into this to see how it went. Standard procedure for me with interesting calls. Curiosity, not procedure. I found the most copious notes ever made by the tech. He knew everyone was going to dispute this if he didn't do so. 
I'll quote from memory as best I can. Pedestal was eaten by dog. Yes, eaten. Half the pedestal is missing. Insides and outsides. Remaining pedestal has clear bite marks and chunks clearly bitten off. I cannot find most of the pieces that are missing. Dog is as tall as me and twice my weight. Owner called it a wolfhound. He's very friendly, but do not replace this pedestal in customer's backyard. This dog can and will eat it again. <laughs> Narrator. They did not listen. The pedestal was eventually replaced in the same spot. This happened a second time. Notes this time were more along the lines of Dog ate pedestal again. Escalating to some higher person I don't know. We will need to move this pedestal in all caps. No notes after that. I gotta assume that it was unbelievable once, but not twice. Yeah, that's a dog you don't want to mess with if he's eating a metal cable pedestal. Kind of sounds like Cujo, except he wasn't a wolfhound. Fix those emails ASAP. So this happened on a web project we had for a government agency, because I love working with them. Development had been completed for a good one and a half years, and we were in a rather uneventful supporting phase, until an error ticket arrived from the customer. Notification email not arriving on form submission. Fix it. ASAP. A little context. The site we developed was for a government program that business owners could apply for. This is what the form was for. Upon submitting the form, the application information would be stored in the system, and a notification email would be sent out to a set of predefined addresses. Except that the email stopped arriving. Although these notifications weren't all that important, since the data were accessible through their admin portal anyway, the customer was adamant that we resolve this issue as fast as possible. So I got to work. I checked if the addresses were correctly set. They were. Then tried it out on our test server with a test address. The email arrived without an issue. I've ran a few more rounds, trying to find the source of the problem, but to no avail. I've concluded that the answer might lurk among the mail server logs, so I handed the ticket over to the server management to check the mail server logs. Now, the application is hosted on the customer's server. We have access to it, but are not directly responsible for its architecture. This will be important. A few days go by. No news about the email problems. I'm pretty much preoccupied with other projects. Kind of forgot about this ticket already. That is, until the following conversation took place with the project manager. Project Manager. Oh, by the way, we know what was wrong with the notification emails on the blank project. Me. Oh, really? What happened? PM. Well, it turns out the mail server that was responsible for sending out the notification emails doesn't exist anymore. Me. Oh, wow. PM. Wait, it gets better. Me. Yeah? PM. It was shut down in November. Me. But it's July. P.M. I know. Me. The ticket arrived less than a week ago. P.M. I know. Me. They said it's urgent. P.M. Size. I know. The problem was quickly resolved after that. I still wonder to this day just how urgent the problem could have possibly been if it took them eight months to realize that not a single notification email is arriving, despite new entries popping up on the admin portal. 
That's like running your own car out of gas and then calling a dealership telling them to take this piece of junk back. Like, this is your job. We don't put more gas in it after you buy it and take it off the lot. Why the server room isn't an open access area. I don't think I've posted this one. I'm in the server room, working on a new server that's going live sometime later this week. Just doing those little things that help a server work at its best when it goes live. Not buying the BS, eh? I'm hiding, because I feel like someone beat me with a stick while I slept. And I don't deal well with some people when I hurt this bad. So I'm hiding in the server room. At my little table with my KVM bouncing between servers, looking for an issue. I've got my headphones on, an audiobook playing so I don't notice someone coming into the server room. My first hint that I'm not alone is eyeballs between two servers. Then I see someone's mouth moving in the form words usually force a mouth to make. I can't hear anything, so I go down to the end of the racks, turn the corner, and find myself faced with a manager. Me. Yelling. Hi! You shouldn't be in here! Manager. Yelling. I need you to talk to someone about an issue! Me. Mouthing. No, no! which unless you're a lip reader, apparently looks like you're saying, okay, then giving him a get-out thumb. He looks confused, grins, gives me a thumbs up, and leaves the server room. <laughs> I take out my phone, and I see there are no help tickets from this person, no emails directly from this person, and nothing from his manager. I go back to my little workspace, and I'm clearing out temp files on an old server that doesn't know how to tidy up itself. Then I notice one of the servers is off, one that shouldn't be off. I can see the fan sitting stationary. I hit its KVM number, and it gives me no signal from the source. So I hit the ID button and head around front. I pull the faceplate and turn on the server, then head back around to the back. In the few seconds I take to move back around behind the rack, the server is shut back off. So I do the next thing on the list, unplug the power and push it out so I can pull the top panel to see what's wrong. As I push the server out of the rack, it hits something. I figure it's just the rack door swung partially closed. Some of these racks do that. When I go back around the racks with my trusty step stool, I see manager laid out on the floor, bleeding from a gash on his forehead. <laughs> I drop the step stool and rush over. His eyes are open and he does appear to be breathing. Me, are you alright? I get no answer. He just looks at me and then back at the server, sticking out of the rack. I stick my head out the door and tell whoever's in earshot to call HR and get the first aid kit. Suddenly it's a party. Everyone is gawking in through the windows to the server room. The HR guy sees the blood and calls 911 for an ambulance and the cops. In his defense, there was a lot of blood on this guy's forehead. They're afraid to move him, and there is even some talk about turning off some of the noise. I just look at them like they're insane at the comment as I stand to the side and let the first aid trained HR guy handle the situation. The EMS guys arrive, declare it safe to move him, and finally everyone is out of my server room. Then the cops arrive and have a hundred questions, and I don't enjoy 99 of them. They lessen up the questions after I tell them it was all caught on camera, and they go off to HR to watch the replay. I explained that I think what happened was the manager came back in and was looking for me. Instead of looking behind the racks, he was looking through them, and I just happened to catch him in the forehead with a server I was working on at the time. Then I had to explain how I didn't hit him with the server, he hit the server. It's not like I was watching to see someone get right at the correct spot before I pushed the server out of the rack. 
At this point, I'm certain most of the company thought I threw a server at the guy or used it like a club to bludgeon him in the head. The cops come back by and tell me it appears to be a workplace accident and thank me for my time. That works for me. I log into the camera system, pull up the camera for the front rack area and scroll back a bit to see what happened. I see me come around the front, open the door, turn on the server and then head back to my workspace. The manager comes back in the server room and leaned over looking through the server racks. I apparently had just gone behind the racks when he came in the door because he looks through all the racks until he gets to the open door. He leans over. I see the server start to slide out. He hears or senses the movement, looks up straight into the server. I replay that bit a few times. It looked like he did it on purpose, but I've been told it's not safe to leave this guy out in the rain, if you know what I mean. I guess he knows why we don't let everyone into the server room now. And yes, I plan to finish the other mess I left. Well, that's one way to get him to stop coming in and bugging you in the server room without putting a ticket in. Or an email. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.